Coming to you live from Parkview Studios. I don't have a name for this room. This is the Brothers Catch-Up. A weekly podcast where two brothers come together just to catch up. It's weird that... I'm Sal Biazzi. With me, as always, is my brother, Frankie. I'm Frankie. Um, sorry to cut you off during the intro. Okay. I just think it's funny. Last week, we sat two feet. Like, literally, if you measured the distance, we were sitting right there. It was a different area, though. And it was the kitchen. But today... It's a whole different room. We're here, and it's a whole different room. I think that's funny. Um, So we'll try to shake off all the negative vibes in the room. We won't won't tell you exactly what's going on. Listen, all I know is I'm going to eat this pepperoni pepper on podcast (laughs) with no water present. We're binge eating pepperoni peppers because we like to punish ourselves. Not a nice pop. They got a good crunch, right? These are spicy ass They've got some good zest, I know. Shout out to Delicious Orchards, one of the uh, best places in all of New Jersey. That have quality produce. Thanks to the pepperoni peppers. They were not complimentary. Would you go though. apple picking? I bought them. Mm. Alright, so... I've been thinking a lot this week. Wow. Because in the news... And when I say in the news, I mean, like, in my news, which is really just, like, various... Twitter accounts? <laughs> yeah. No. On the internet, <clears throat> among certain personalities, certain conversations have come up which has provoked big tech to unleash another wave of censorship of various topics and all these things. And I see... I've talked about it. I don't know if we've talked about it on the podcast, but I know I may have talked to you about it. All these voices that have been around for almost, you know, more than a decade now. Like, you're talking about going back to 2010, early in the Obama administration, Occupy Wall Street voices. Or people like Russell Brand and and Glenn Greenwald, Tim Pool. How many different streams of thought and culture these voices come from that have now and Bill Maher you want to say another one who've now kind of come around to this side of the aisle in terms of wanting to try and quantify and measure the amount of freedom that's been stolen from us essentially and it got me thinking about like what is freedom what are we doing like what what Freedom is... We talk about it a lot. ...the opposite of now. <laughs> it definitely it definitely has an implicit, like... Because I would say freedom is the ability to... Do whatever you want. ...operate inside your, your own country and work at places you want to work, eat at places you want to eat, shop at places you want to shop, conduct business how you want to conduct business. But... Doesn't freedom have to be more than that? Like, freedom can't be contingent on whether or not you can go shopping or go or do those certain things. Like, when we talk about the American Revolution, the reason why it's so significant isn't because, like, we started a democracy. And it's not so significant because, you know, we have a great military and we were able to, you know, help win World War II. It's great because in 1776 and the years before and after humanity in the united states came to a higher frame of consciousness where we finally understood that all men are created equal 
and are free by nature. But, but what does that mean? Well, that's what I was going to say. Is I think that then raises the question of, like, were we ever free? It's not like we're not free now. Maybe we just were never free. We were never free. free. Yeah. But we're always in pursuit of this idea of freedom. And I don't think that we can reach that. I think it's nice that... I think where I'm going with this is it's nice that all these people are talking about these things now. And I, I wonder what it is about... Well, I think it's it's one of those things where, like, once it's put in front of your face, it's like, all right, we have to have this conversation. Let's confront these these things. Um, but how is it that we're in the we're in the United States, a country that was founded on this principle of freedom, and such a large contingency of the population are so quickly to give it up? Yeah, ready to give it over in the name of security because we've talked about it on the podcast. How fear does all these things, and the pandemic is scary, and all that. But it, but isn't it a simple notion that a free person is some a free person? If we're going to be honest, is unrestricted entirely by rule. Well, we don't. Yeah, but and that's what I'm saying is like we've never really had that. But we also don't have. Well, we freedom. have like when it were just we was free like cavemen. <laughs> You're just talking about like. Very different. Yeah. But, I mean, we've talked about in the podcast, like, <clears throat> the only true form of freedom is, uh, is anarchy. I talk about with Rachel a lot how <clears throat> if I could go back in time, I would totally be, like, in the Wild West because I think that's, like, the best time when we had the most... Do I want to start watching Westerns, like, every day? We had the most freedom versus... Like, it was enough society. I know people were shooting at each other and dying of, like, very preventable illnesses, but... Mando always says that, like, I romanticize, like, the country lifestyle. Like, listening to country music, like, yeah. dirt roads and pickup trucks. And I'm like, but that's what I... But I, I don't care if I'm romanticizing it. That's kind of what I want. And it's the same thing about the Wild West. Like, I think I romanticize that, too. Where you think about it and you go... You're gonna be better. Like, okay, maybe I do die at 35 doing a little standoff with somebody we do like a duel but okay but, okay like that's probably better yeah it's better than what than this is that not better than going to like the question is the grind every the day? question is right your house your tvs your phones your cars what is it your, worth it like exactly like are you Does what you have what are you better off what are you willing to give up to keep those things <laughs> for me I'm not willing to give up freedoms and like the like the idea of freedom at least. If you could put me on a plot of land with people I'm closest with and allow us to live a life where we're fending for ourselves as best we can but we're all together and you know, it's dependent on us to be fed. I don't know, it does seem it does seem better than being integrated in this network of essentially corruption but i mean when we're talking about if we bring it back to freedom that is the idea that they had like they weren't saying we need to be cavemen they weren't saying we don't need government no. at all they're saying we want to be able to farm here and not have to pay taxes to some other guy who's but that's not why they, us anything in return but that's why they were wrong we didn't need government <laughs> at least i mean it's hard to say that we did at this point what are they good for? What is it good for? 
Absolutely nothing. Oh, gee. Huh. Oh, boy. Um, yeah, so I don't know. It's, it's such a weird topic to even think about is the idea of freedom. Yeah. Because I don't necessarily feel like I... Like, okay, I'm, tw- I'm about to be 27. For the first 18... No, probably longer. For the first... 22 years of my life I don't think I had any freedom right like you grow up in your parents in your parents house you go to school you get told you have to go to college in your college and you're beholden to schoolwork and rules and then even after that right like freedom like okay financial freedom right like there's so many different types of freedom financial freedom okay I took out $80,000 in student loan debt I'm never free. I'm never going to be free until that's gone. I'm yeah. never going to get rid of that until I'm in my 50s. So, I don't know. Sure, we have freedom, but I don't think you're ever truly free. Yeah, I agree. At least for now. Especially if like, you root for bad sports teams. Oh, my God. Then you're never free. You're just... Well, to bring it back into big tech, like thinking about uh, the censorship of all these specific uh, content creators because they might talk about either vaccines or COVID or the election or whatever has created all these different channels now where that, where people can have, they can live offside of YouTube or outside of Twitter and still maintain a decent audience. Like Substack is very prominent and rumble is growing and those are good things. But it also, like, Jeremy Corbett, uh, James Corbett hasn't been on YouTube now for, like, five or six months. And it was a big deal when they banned him. Oh, yeah, G. No, but not enough. now... But I've been going to Corbett Report and watching his... Yeah. And he is a little bit more free. And I think that's the idea. And he's he's always put, like, in his videos, like, hey, this part of the video you can't watch on YouTube. I, I really suggest you come to my website where, I, like, I do talk about these things. Yeah. Um, but it here's is, the thing. Yeah. What Corbett does is it's a lot of work, it's extra work on his part, and it's it's harder. Mm-hmm. Like YouTube's easy. You it's stay within you. their guidelines. You're gonna get paid. They'll they kind of like like. Okay, let's say you don't use YouTube. You're gonna put videos on your website. Well, you have to drive traffic to your website. Yep. You have to sell your own advertising to make money or however or, it is. or have whatever it is that you're going to make an income from it. Because, like we said, right? Like if I told you tomorrow, you never have to work again. You can spend all day every day online making videos, talking about the about the whatever it is you're passionate about online and the, the news and but that's not feasible if you need to go to work to make money. Yeah. It's all tied together. Like the idea of freedom and like big tech censorship, right? It's all tied. I think that we're so like the clearly one of the late, latest videos James put out Corbett was about the biosecurity state. And he's been talking about that for years along with people like Alex Jones and all these crazy conspiracy theorists. But now as you look at what's happening in society here and around the globe, like you can't deny that they are building, they're using COVID to build a biosecurity state, just like they built the security state after nine 11. Now it'll be the biosecurity state where your DNA, your 
healthcare, your every personal information, including the biometric details of your irises and fingerprints, is going to be contingent on how you participate in society to the tune of social credit scores and all these things. So it's no doubt that it's happening. It's just surprising to me the voices that are seeing it and speaking about it and the diversity of voices from of people who I respect and like for different reasons all throughout the course of my life who are now kind of finding themselves on the same page, including people who I don't really care for that much, versus people who, how surprising it is how many people are actually supportive of it and like cheering it on we see it as a good thing a global security biosecurity state i, I really don't think we're ever going to know until <clears throat> we have the the day where we actually have this fight this real fight whatever it is whether it's like a physical fight or or a uh, a leader emerges that got, regardless like it's so hard to gauge online. What the what's, what's what? Where do we stand? Where yeah. is what is the split fifty fifty? Is it sixty forty? Do we have no chance? Are we the overwhelming majority? But we just are subservient. Like I don't, I don't know. And on top of you, you have a system of two con, two competing ideologies that are not. They're not able to kind of coexist, right? It'd be one thing if the people who want the global biosecurity government state would let the people who don't want to be part of it out to go have their own, like, little piece of whatever. But that's not what's going to happen or is in the cards. That's why it has to either be freedom or, or the opposite. You're give, talking about, it's freedom give, or security. Give me liberty or, or give or me death. death. Yeah, it wasn't a joke. It's not... Wasn't like they were just like kidding. Yeah, it's not like haha. I was like I. But that's what I've been talking about, dude. Like I, I said it months ago. Like I've decided. Like this COVID thing will be the hill that I die on. Meaning, if they really want to go crazy and start doing stuff where we're rounding up unvaccinated, like I will remain in that camp. I will go down for this cause. I'm willing to. So, it's kind of how I see it. Yeah. Because I'm not willing to give it up. I don't care. Like, I don't want to live in that... I won't live with you. Yeah, I don't want to live in that world. I'd rather just be dead. Like, <laughs> I'll show you how monstrous you are. You're willing to kill me. How bad could death be? People <laughs> right? die all the time. <laughs> Every day. Every day. Thousands of people. But I know how bad it is living with you. You, you yeah, monsters. Like is... You guys are monsters. And it looks like it's only going to get worse. Like, And that's what I always say, right? It's like... You're going to kill what... me in the name of healthcare? But like, what makes me think if I... Just abide. It's going to get better. Yeah, exactly. Because guess what? People have been abiding every day, and it keeps going. Well, I mean, the people who are making the COVID rules are the same people who have messed up our entire nation for 40 years. The same people behind the scenes who are determining how we, you know, they're so stoked that Wandy. I kind of love Wandy. That was awesome. (laughs) But you know what I'm saying? Like... Those, it's all the same faces. Like, no one in the deep state... Like, not even, I'm not even talking about election officials. They're bureaucrats in the CDC, in the WHO, in all these organizations, internationally and nationally. They're the same people forever. They're the same people forever. Not just in healthcare, in all facets of government and society. 
that is a bourgeoisie class that has now... What was that? A bourgeoisie. Mm, I like that. I'm going to add that Bourgeois. to my, I'm gonna add that to my uh, vocabulary. But, they, but they're a class of people that are distinct and separate from the masses of Americans. And they've been robbing us and, and hurting us for a very long time. So why, because there's a crisis, would the default be to listen to everything they say? When they're always either wrong or maliciously lying. I don't know which one you want to give them credit for. But they're the same people who told you NAFTA wasn't going to put all your manufacturing bases in China and Mexico. They're also the same people that were just like, when this vaccine goes through, I'm not going to take it. Hey, did the Dolphins end up Trump, losing that game? Of course. Because <laughs> Trump was the president. So, like, yes. it's all a bunch of crap. <sighs> anyway, I'm going on vacation. Yes. I think you should really take these next five days. Enjoy your... I can't your, wait to hike. I'm excited. Exactly. Enjoy your hikes. Have you Enjoy seen my hiking nature. shoes? No. You all right, hold on, wait. Uh, wait, wait, hold on. Before you go get them. I don't have to leave the room. Okay. But keep talking. I'll keep talking. Let her listen to you. Enjoy the hiking. Enjoy nature. You said do. you said you wanted to go back to the trees. Use this trip as a time to get back to the trees. If I see you posting Instagram stories about... I, I don't want to see a single Instagram story other than pictures of a lake or trees. No worry, you'll see. But I'll still be zen. Alright, I'm waiting for his... I'm waiting for his shoes to come. Alright, here you go. That he... God. The only question is socks or no oh, socks. Oh, you're wearing them. Ew. Oh, yeah. Why? Oh, yeah. They were on clearance. Yeah, because they're terrible. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Why wouldn't you get ones that aren't that? What are you talking about? Why wouldn't you get, like, a real shoe? Well, these are lightweight and breathable. Have a nice I mean, you gotta go socks. Have a nice grippy bottom. You can't go no socks when you're hiking. I think you're right, probably. You're gonna get like blisters. Cause that looks like a lot of rubbing. Are they too flashy? No, they're very comfortable. Are they too flashy? They're the opposite <laughs> of flashy. How would you describe them? Um. I mean, I don't know. Kind of looks like you're wearing like a Nerf football on your foot. <laughs> uh, like it looks like if I threw those shoes, they'd like they'd whistle. They're like a weird slipper. They've got hybrid. holes. No, they're like a what? Do you, they're like Can a I try it on? Flop. What do you think? A flip flop sneaker. All right, let's see. I'm gonna try them on. Not a the same size foot. Like one of those... It looks like a sandal. It's a sandal. It's a mountain climbing sandal. I'll tell you what. This shoe would look so good if it just didn't have the holes. Like, if it was just one solid piece of... Even if it could still have the strap on the back and it'd be okay. Let's see. I think I'm going to like hiking on them. I just wish they had ankle support. Yeah, I feel like you probably want ankle support <laughs> when you hike. <laughs> Ugh. I don't know if I can wear these. <laughs> they look good. Like, your foot's gonna come out of it. You should wear, like, thick, like, wool socks. But you're gonna be hot and sweaty. They're like 20 bucks. I think you should get a second pair, just in case. I know, I was thinking that too. Because I don't I, think I'm actually gonna hike in these. <laughs> I was gonna say, I don't think these are good for hiking. 
I did buy them because I thought you're gonna twist an ankle on so many rocks. I know. Like, there's no back. There's no. It's a sandal. You don't hike in sandals. You're probably right. So why'd you buy them? Well, because I thought when I first bought them they were gonna be more sneaker. And I also did you buy them online? No, I was in the store at the clearance rack. So you should you saw them for hiking shoes. And I thought like, oh, this is a good middle ground because if we end up like. Because we're not only going to do, like, light hiking because we're going to have the baby. True. And we might have been in some streams. I was like, oh, man, my feet can get wet. But I don't like them. I mean, you're... I don't think they're good. You're right. But I, I really do think, like, the back being a strap and having no ankle support whatsoever is not There great. was also a cooler pair of brown ones that weren't the exact same as this, but they were similar, like, in concept that I think were better. When I was in Asheville... But I ended my size. We went to a... Uh, Look at that. Dear Lord. Blue Jays. Um, when I was in Nashville, I went to an outdoor store, and they had a... Oh, what was the brand? They had these really cool outdoor hiking shoes, and I almost bought them, even though I don't hike or anything. Outdoor hiking shoes? Well, you know, just hiking shoes. They were, like rock, they were really rock climbing shoes, but I would have used them for hiking. But they were cool. Um... All right, well, I'm done for the day. I'm done, too. I think it's just... Listen, you're going, going on vacation. Nice vacation. I'll see you when I get back. We'll have a bunch to talk about when you come back. That's about it. Um, stay tuned for after after this. And listen Maybe it will to, be sports. Listen to us cry. It is a Sunday that we're recording this, so there might have been sports today. If you heard of sports. I hate sports. Fuck sports. <laughs> Alright, bye. Bye.
This is After the Squirt Sports. I'm Frankie. That's Sal. And we're miserable. Today is October 2nd. Say the second or say the third? The third. Today is October 3rd. It's the Sunday. Uh, It's bad. It's about as bad as it can be. We've got baseball drama. But really, we're watching the Dolphins live. There's five minutes left in this game. They're terrible. I was right and wrong. Sal was wrong and right. And I, was, I was way more wrong than you were. You think? Because, but here's the thing. And here's where I'll defend myself, but also I was wrong. I think the Dolphins are actually... There's a good team in here. But right now... Well, we know there's a good team just, in there. They were a good team last year. They're just lost in a lot of growing pains that might... That is really what's going to determine whether or not this administration, this regime, survives. What they do from here, assuming they don't come back and win this game, is going to determine what kind of team the Dolphins have for the next few Here's years. Here's my issue. We just scored a touchdown in back-to-back drives. Yes. Why did we wait until it was the game was out of reach? Because we don't play offense until we're down by three scores. Like, we just did this last week. I think with two... In- How does your offense... Like, is it the coaching? Is it the head coach? Is it the coordinators? No, I think a lot like, of it... who's got their head so far up their ass that they think they're too good to change their game plans drastically? I think a lot of it is Jacoby Brissett today. Like, I think a lot of it is Jacoby, Jacoby Brissett. Jacoby Brissett played a horrendous game of football. What is this? What's the... T- what's the- they're reviewing that touchdown by Parker. I think they're... Stance it's stance touchdown. Touchdown. Oh, thank God. All right, so 27-17, you're down 10, four and a half minutes left. It's not impossible. Your defense is good. Listen, your defense is designed right now to make a stand, get a do turnover, something. do, do something. But, like, I don't... Like... Well, I just said it before we started recording. Like, this is worse. I'd run a two-point play here. Why? <laughs> what is 18? Well, I guess you can. I'm just kidding. Oh my god, that guy came off the edge quick. Because it just doesn't make sense to me. Like, I think this makes you look worse as a but team. But Frankie, what I'm telling you is a lot of the reasons why we looked so bad at the beginning wasn't because the offensive coordinators weren't calling these kinds of plays. It's because Jacoby Brissett is, is in... taking the check down or throwing passes nowhere near the receivers. Or when they're near the receivers, it's the balls drop somehow. So you only have three downs. And we just haven't strung together a drive until we have to get the ball downfield, and then we can do it because we have the capability and the receivers to get downfield and catch balls, which is what they should be doing all game. But if Jacoby Brissett's not throwing them there... Because they almost knocked the ball out of Parker's hands. But I do think there's just a distinct lack of urgency on offense all throughout the game. They just act like... Way down. Way down. Like, not just like, ah, we're down... But that's but that's not a necessary... That is a coaching issue, but it's also a really big personnel issue. Like, players need to play like... Uh, you should go out there and pretend you're losing by 21 points. Yeah, like, why did Gasicki <laughs> step up when we were down? And he showed so much emotion. It's like, dude, like, we could have used that kind of fire in the beginning of this game. Alright, what are we doing here? Kicking a short, weird kick. Onside. They recovered it. That's not even an attempt at an onside kick. What was yeah, that? I don't know. I'm trying to I'm trying to reinvent the wheel here. First of all, I don't think you should even be going for an onside kick. Because I think you're, you have to trust your defense. 
I mean, at the end of the day, you only gave him like 15 yards there. But but like that, but you had no chance to ever recover that. Yeah. So like, if you're gonna do that, you should have just kicked it. Well, I think the hope is that in going for it there, he's gonna drop it because it's kind of between all their coverage. They're like, oh, I get it. Purposely design a onside kick that is so bad, even the receiving team is like, what whoa, do what do we do with this? <laughs> oh, boy. All right, from the 39. Oh, well, see, like, we... That's a really big thing on a lot of run plays that go to the second level on our team. We're in the backfield. They just miss we them. just are never near the running back. Didn't smell again. <laughs> it's like... A, All right, so if we lose this game, which... I mean, we're looks like there. looks like we're going to. What what do you do? How do you write this ship? Well, I think that it'll be interesting to see if the Watson deal happens because I think that's what. Dude, it's crazy. That's what I it's think so they crazy. Might do. Four weeks ago, I still I want it. To, I want it to spit in the face of anyone who even thought about bringing Deshaun Watson to this team. Today, I'm I want Watson, man. Well, here's the thing. I still wouldn't make the deal, and I still would like to see what Tua will do in two in two weeks when he comes off the IL. But at the same time, uh, I know that this team doesn't really have the patience to wait till after they get spanked by the Bucks. So you're going to be one and four after next week assuming if you lose you to the Bucks. Yeah, assuming you don't pull out the the crazy upset in that game. Yeah. And because then, that becomes a trap game for the Bucks. Not really. I mean, kind of. Because now they're going to be looking at the Dolphins, who we know are better than one and four. But but, but here's the that. thing: I don't think they are better than one and four. I do. With how they I think they out, should be. I think with Tua starting QB, I don't think this game gets away from us. Yeah, but you're going to have Brissett next week against the Bucks defense. I agree. That's not what I'm saying. But I but I still think that. This team has a good team in there. Is Tua going to be back for the Jags? Supposedly week six, so yeah. No. What's next week? Six is the Falcons. They said he's coming off the IR on week Because this is week, week four. Oh, no, no, that is. Yeah, so it'll be... It's the Jags. Because you know what I'm thinking? If you lose this game, and you lose to the Bucks, you're one and four. I'm not... Confident you could beat the Jaguars? No, not at all. The Jaguars, Jaguars just gave the Bengals a game. A oh, that pass is so bad. Is that a pick? That pass was so there? bad. The ball's in the air for four years. I don't know. Like I just look at our schedule. I think best case scenario is you get to three and four going into the Bills game. Well, now that you lost this game, yeah, that is the best case scenario. So, best case scenario, three and four going into the Bills game. Now you're three and five. Then you have to play the Texans. The Texans have performed performed better than we thought, but you should still win that game. Four and five. Then you're playing the Ravens. Four and six. Hmm. I don't even know if you can beat the Jets. Like, I, but that's the thing. You don't. We don't know what this team is going to look like by then, dude. It's no point looking that far out. You got to look one week at a time. Right now, oh. do I think this team can beat the Buccaneers? Based on what I've seen so far, no. But I do think the team that, like these, this group of players and this group of coaches, I've seen them in the past 
win games and look better than they've looked all Let me ask you a question. You have a daughter. Mm -hmm. You're going to raise her to be a a sports fan, right? Like, Mm -hmm. you're going to want her to watch football and baseball with you. She's obviously going to be a Yankee fan. I know you probably want her to be a Dolphins fan so she could watch football games with you. But are you going to do it to her? Look at the Redskins almost... They're going to lose to the Falcons. getting there. 